Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is NBA schedule release day. Yes. CHGO Bulls podcast. Welcome in, y'all. Thanks for joining us. We are all excited. Thank y'all for being here with us. We are happy to be with you. I am Big Dave. You can follow me at Ball B-A-W-L Sports. Bow. This adult over here to my left is perfectly quaffed, and his name is Will the Go Gottlieb. You can follow him at Will underscore Gottlieb. Our guy on the ones and twos, as always, is Steven, who is running the gauntlet today. How are you, Steve? I got to start with you, sir, because you're working hard. I'm just really hungry. <laughs> That's where we're at right now. I didn't, I didn't have a chance to warm up the pizza. Yeah. We're going to make it. Is it frustrating you to just smell it and know it's that close and you can't really grab it right now? It wasn't until you just said that. <laughs> <laughs> now, now it's getting more frustrating by the second. Oh, man, dude. We have a jam-packed show today, man. We're going to talk about some Zach Levine disrespect that is going down again in the national media. Bulls players disrespect, I am shocked, and it's got the GOAT furious. That's right, y'all. He is on a five instead of a usual two. He's on a five today, y'all. Oh, it was off the charts. Also, NBA schedule release day, man. We are very happy to run down who the Bulls will be playing, pick out some of the key games, some of the other national key games we want to point to as well. But first, I want to talk about this real quick. The Cubs-White Sox game, man. I, I have to speak about this because CHGO Wait, was happened? in the was building. There, something happened? Something happened. Something occurred. Enlighten me. It was an amazing thing that happened. Something that I actually called, by the way. I was at home, right? I'm at home with my mom. Hey, mom, I love you. And I'm at home and, you know, having dinner with her. And it was 3 nothing, And with the bases loaded, that's when I first turned the game on. And when I turned it on, I was like, 3 nothing bases loaded. Okay, here come Robert. Robert, strike out. Next batter. Uh, who was that? Switch hitter? I can't remember his name. Starts with him. Why can't I remember his name? I was distracted by a piece of pizza. <laughs> yeah, I just got a piece what of pizza. I'm so excited. <laughs> I can't remember the third baseman for the, for the White Sox right now. Moncada. Moncada. Moncada, thank you. Uh, strike out. <laughs> and then Andrew Vaughn, strike out. Bases loaded, no outs. Your top three up to bat, all of them struck out. I turned the game off, and I turned to my mom and said, they're about to lose this game. <laughs> no point in watching this. Just went on Twitter about a couple hours later, and I was like, yeah, that's about right. It was an amazing moment, to be honest, honest with you, man. Like, I, I felt nice for the Cubs having that kind of moment in this kind of season. So congratulations to you, Will, because I'm sure the shit was flying. I mean, I was super locked in. <laughs> I got to tell you, I have not been at all in on the Cubs this year. I know they're uh, streaking, but – it's been a little, I don't know, by the wayside for me. So I'm glad, I'm glad they're doing it. Glad okay. they're doing it to the Sox, but <laughs> playoffs. Did not, did not see it. Playoffs. Uh, 
We'll see. Maybe. We'll see. Okay. I mean, the playoffs are that's like the start of the Bulls calendar. Okay. Okay. And I really, I just Bulls come first. Okay. I want to. I just really want to see you all in on something. Like I've seen Matt do it. I'm, yeah. I'm watching. I'm watching Cody do it right now. You know, be all in. Twenty on like I've 14, never seen you 15, all fifteen and sixteen. I was super all in on the Cubs. Okay, okay. And then they won, and it was like it literally cannot get better than this. Yeah. That was the ultimate peak for any sports fan. Yeah. And it was just like. Because I'm not as in on baseball, not as in on the Cubs. It was just hard to stay as attached to it. And then they traded Javi and Rizzo and Bryant, and it was kind of a... That's true. Just... Took your soul a little was, bit. Yeah, took your soul a little bit. All right, all right. Well, I know CHGO crew was in the building, man. Definitely representing and having a great time. Kevin was in here saying he just felt like eating some junk because of the game. Yesterday, brought in some pizza. It looks like it's delicious. Congratulations on having you a slice now, it is. Steven. It I'm is very delicious. proud of you right now. I'm very happy for you, man. It's a big smile on my face. It's now, <laughs> my, my mood's just on a one It is. Oh, I know what else I did. Yesterday, I thought about you, Steven. And it crossed my mind who else I think you look like. This better not be as bad as the Adam Driver pick. <laughs> yeah, I still don't so think bad. that was terrible. It, okay. I don't think it's terrible, but we'll see. I think you kind of look like Val Kilmer in Tombstone when he would play Doc Holliday. All right, so I've seen the movie. Doc Holliday. I'm familiar with like. the character, and once again, you couldn't be more wrong. You don't look like Doc. Damn. No, no. I can't, not, not even Doc Holliday? No. Damn, Steven. We, we okay. had my celebrity lookalike tell me I looked like his, <laughs> that I was his celebrity. He was my celebrity lookalike. We had that happen. He did say this. Case is closed. It's done? Okay. Yeah. It's the beard, man. It's like, you know, the cool Errol Flynn joint you got happening right here. I know you don't know who that is. But it's the cool beard you got happening right here, man. You look you look smooth with it. Look you like mean, you mean the sad attempt at a beard. Say it again? You mean my sad attempt at a beard. Say it one more time. It's my sad attempt at a beard. Sad attempt yeah. at a beard. No, it's cool. Nah. It looks really cool. Even I don't like it. But why do you have every, every it? Every morning I look at the mirror, I'm like, ooh, what am I going to do with this? <laughs> then why do you still have it? I don't know what else to do. <laughs> the one thing he hates more than his beard is not having one. Right. <laughs> I've got to have Incredibly it. Incredibly accurate. Oh, man, dude. All right, let's get into this, man. Wait, Jake is coming over here. Say it again. He, want to be, he wants you to show him the beard on the camera, man. He puts you on camera and show you this this beard. I'll, I'll, I'll do a little like. solo cam here on the other and side. Put, <laughs> and put Doc Holliday next to you. Yeah, put Doc Holliday. Don't he look like Doc Holliday, Jake? Thank you. It's not just me, man. You look like a little like Doc Holliday. This is not a diss. I'm still in my prime. All right, for some reason this isn't working, so I do have to come around. All right, come on around then. Come on around. Introduce yourself once again to the people. Show yourself. Show yourself. There's nothing wrong with Doc Holliday. He was the coolest person in the movie. He was the coolest person there, dog. To say that I look, look like, like Doc Holliday is just not an accurate statement. Okay. I think it's pretty accurate, man. And the beard makes you look even cooler. I like the beard on you and everything, man. It's smooth. Only, only a few people can pull this off, and you're doing it. I'm not pulling it off. <laughs> I'm saying I don't pull it off. I swear, it's like talking to Will. <laughs> it's all good, man. But let's get into some basketball. Let's talk ball. Let's talk about why you're really excited. Let's so, talk ball. NBA schedule is out. Can Which we means? just say before we get into it okay. that the Chicago Bulls creative design, social media team, oh. whatever it was, just just Applause. exquisite job. Wonderful, they, wonderful. If you haven't seen it yet, go to their Twitter. Yes. They put out like a four-minute long video that is basically a Pokemon Game Boy game yeah. going through the schedule, going through different gym leaders, yes. walking through 
the city of Chicago into the United Center. Mm -hmm. It is so, so good. Speaks directly to me in my childhood. <laughs> I just, huge props, huge, huge props. That it was, was really cool, man, and really amazing how they put that together. Just going through Adam Silver, you know, leading it off, you know, the Joker, and then LeBron. You they know had I mean? D.R. DeRozan in yeah, it. Yeah, dude, Zach Levine. You Zach get to Levine select what he wants it. to do. Like, they had Wemby, like just... The yeah. video is exceptional. Ex literally, French Bull TV, the video is exceptional. There you go, French <laughs> like, Bull TV. Just said that right there, man. There you yes. Go. You all are on par and you are all together. And that is awesome. Absolutely elite. Yeah, elite job. Elite job, Chicago Bulls. And shout out because we're going to be out there at Bulls Fest. So we'll be able to show y'all some love when we get out there as well, man. But I'll talk about that more a little bit later. But I want to get into the schedule, man. So if you don't mind, sir, can you put up the starting end of. The Chicago Bulls NBA schedule, y'all. That is how it's going to kick off right there. October 25th, the first game against OKC. It's a home game. And then they stay at home against the Raptors. And a back-to-back -back game, they'll be going on the road up the street to Detroit to play the Pistons and then over to play the Pacers on the 30th. And then November 1st, they will play the Dallas Mavericks. And on the third is when they will start their in-season tournament. April, then, 4th, April 14th, final game of the season against the New York Knicks. They, they start the season two and four, and then they sim to the final game of the season. <laughs> oh, just always a positive man. <laughs> just uh, always that, full of joy. That graphic is very funny. Always full of joy right there. That graphic man. is good. Uh, anything stand out to you on those games right there, Will, that gets you a little excited about what you want it's to It's nice see? that they have two games at home to start the season. I will say I'm a huge Chet Holmgren guy, mm -hmm. and he is playing his first NBA game ever, regular season NBA game, mm -hmm. against the Bulls in Chicago on opening night. So that'll be really cool to watch. Uh, we'll, we'll have an uh, up-close view of that one. And then you've got the play-in game rematch against yeah. the Raptors before they go on the road for a couple of games. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they play 41 games at home, 41 games on the road. They play every team at least twice. Yeah, That's just kind of how it goes each year. Um, so it's like hard to get too excited about any one thing, but you know, there's some details throughout the schedule that are really interesting and we can talk about those, but I'll say this, the Bulls better start this season out of the gates, very hot. And okay. they've got, they've got some tough games, but like, I think I said this yesterday, last year to me was like put up or shut up time mm -hmm. and for some reason, they've gone another year beyond that. Mm -hmm. And so, like, if they don't start the season, they've got winnable games against Toronto, Detroit, Indiana, Dallas, three team, four teams that did not make the playoffs. Uh, then you got Brooklyn, who I think is probably not going to be as good as their record was last year. OKC's very good. Denver's very good. Utah's solid. Phoenix. But, like, they got to start this year, you know, first five or ten games, like a couple over 500. Yeah. Otherwise, I just feel like it's going to be – it's going to go – Downhill very, very fast. Very fast. Okay. Very fast. All right. I think these are all winnable games. Uh, the OKC, Toronto, Detroit, Indiana. Uh, I think those are all, honestly, winnable games for them. Dallas is definitely, even, even though I'm not dismissing OKC, because like you said, of Holmgren and of Shea Gildress-Alexander and Lou Dort, like, that's a for real legit Jaylen team. Jalen Williams, yes. Josh Giddy. They are legit. I really am excited about Cason Wallace. He was mm -hmm. their rookie pick mm -hmm. uh, in the draft. I mean, they are just so deep with mm -hmm. talent. Will loves uh, the youth. Incredible coaching. Mark Dagnalt is mm -hmm. one of the best in the league. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I mean, just incredible crop of young players. And coming FAC. off a good season also yep. last year, man, they still weren't fully healthy or – 
they didn't have uh, Chet, and they made more draft picks and got more young guys. So, yeah, definitely formidable team, man. So watch out for them as well. Um, but, yeah, that game against Dallas I think is going to be interesting. And then that midseason tournament is going to start uh, right after that on November 3rd against Brooklyn. Yeah, that's when it will begin for, for the Chicago Bulls and then, you know, a few regular season games. Now, what I find interesting is after that, they immediately get into some tough stuff. Uh, right after that uh, game, you, you go to Denver, then you got Utah, then you got Phoenix, then you got Detroit again, then you got Milwaukee. Like, and then you got Orlando after that. Like, those are all pretty tough teams, man, that they got to play. I like the fact that it's coming early, though. I like getting tough games out the way early and seeing what it's going to look like a little later because early on you find out exactly kind of who you are and where you kind of stand in the NBA. So I like the fact they'll have this uh, early on, Will. Yeah, and Billy Donovan said this last year at the start of the year, and I think it's absolutely true. Like, you have to establish an identity for yourself early on in the season or yeah. one gets established for you mm. that you don't have as much control over. Bars. And so they have to come out strong against some of these teams. And you're right, like, especially at the start of the year, but even in general, like, there aren't that many teams that are, like, clearly tanking this year. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you have teams that are maybe not as good but aren't going to be – like, there's pressure, for example, on – the Pistons, on the Magic, on, you know, the Pacers, on the Spurs, the Rockets. Those teams are trying to be better this year. They're yeah. not just, like, automatically going for Wemby and the and the lottery balls this year. So even games, like you said, against the Pistons, against uh, – they've got Orlando in back-to-back -back games. They've got uh, Detroit a couple of times in the first month of the year. These games are not going to be just like rollover wins. Yeah, I don't think any yeah. will be this year. And so certainly not at the start of the year. So this is this is a really important stretch. And I think, um, yeah, this year more than any of the last few, like getting out to a strong start, not falling a game or two below 500, mm -hmm. and just having to wrestle to stay there or get above there this whole season. I mean, that – you just can't fall into that same trap that you were in last year. Yeah, and I think that's also why that in-season tournament is uh, starting like November 3rd and starting so early so teams don't, you know, can break that monotony of what's going on in the regular season early on and give them a little taste of it and see what it is and then hit them with it a little later because November 17th it'll pick back up. So I think that's a smart move by the NBA and not just putting it all at once and making guys dread it, you know, like get a good feel for it then take some time, you know what I mean, play a few more regular season games, then come on right back to it. So we'll see how that goes. I, I'll tell you what, what stood out for me on this, though, Will. What was weird, something I haven't seen in a few years, is there are tons of back-to-back -back games against the same team yeah, this season. against the same teams. And it was wild. November 15th and 17th, 17th the in-season tournament, they're going to play against the Magic. Uh, November 18th and the 20th, they're going to play against the Heat. November, December 14th and the 16th, they're playing in Miami again against the Heat. That's a Thursday, Saturday, man. Yes. That, that, is, that is not the time to be in Miami. That is going to be dicey. <laughs> That's not the time to be there. Um, December 30th and January 2nd, their usual back-to-back -back against Philly. That's a, a home-away back-to-back. Yes, correct. Home-away back-to-back. And then another home-away back-to-back against the Hornets on January 5th and then January 8th. So, that's so interesting to me that I've never really seen that many back-to-back -back games. It's almost like baseball sets. Yeah, exactly. And then staying in the same city. I know they talked about this and they kind of toyed around with it, but now they're going with it, man, and they're putting it out there. It's interesting, and I like it when it's teams that you play 
four times, like teams yeah. in your conference, yeah. where you can do like an early set and then a later set in the season. Um, but like, you know, if they were to have just played, I don't know, let's say Dallas early on in the season twice, then you don't see them again for the rest of the year. That's kind of weird. So I do think it's cool when you do that with teams in your same conference, whether it's Orlando and Miami or Charlotte, uh, to, to get them, you know, a couple times at the start of the year. And then mm-hmm. as the season goes on, as you kind of become the team that you're going to be, mm-hmm. get to play them again. Yeah. Also, what I'd like, only three afternoon games for the Bulls this season. The last game of the season, as you saw, was at You don't noon. like the afternoon games? Yeah, what's wrong I, with the afternoon I'm games? I'm cool because usually afternoon games, they're usually were happening during football season. And I wasn't uh, – I was like, I don't want to do that. And then the way my schedule is, it works for y'all. It don't work for me. Uh, I love an afternoon game. <laughs> it don't work for love me. Love an afternoon game. I got other stuff I got going on, man, that I got to do. So I like the fact that there are only three. And then there's one at 3 p.m. against uh, the Clippers. And there's one at 5 p.m. I believe that one is against Orlando. There's and also a Friday game at home against Milwaukee at 9, at 9. p.m. Yes, at 9. What, what are we that? doing? What is that about? What's going on? Why? Wait, is that nationally televised or something? Yeah, it's an ESPN game. Okay, yeah. that so, makes sense then. But like, but still, no, <laughs> no need for that. We the East, man. What do you think we are? We the Eastern Conference. We don't do nine o'clock all the time. But yeah, I did see that. Um, a few of the stretches of four game uh, road games for the Chicago Bulls are coming out the gate, starting in uh, no- actually starting in November. Uh, you got OKC, you got Toronto, you got Brooklyn, you got Boston. Four-game road trip. Uh, Four-game road trip, correct. And then that will continue in a couple more times. Uh, There's one in February where they go to Memphis, then Orlando, then Atlanta, and then Cleveland. There is a nice one, two, three, four, five, six-game stretch of home games for the Bulls starting uh, December 20th all the way to the 30th. So they'll be able to finish out the year um, at home, which is really cool for the Bulls. All the same start times, Lakers, uh, Spurs, Cleveland, Atlanta, Indiana, and Philly. So honestly, looking at this Christmas schedule, with the families, that's, yeah, that's great. That's great. And, for and looking at this, I I liked it the way this schedule was set up. Like I was like, this feels normal-ish. Like like this is how it's supposed to kind of look. Like nothing's too top heavy. Nothing's too bottom heavy. You know, everything's kind of placed in correctly for me. I I like how the schedule is looking for the Bulls. Yeah, and uh, Stephen, if you have a second to pull up uh, some stats that I picked out earlier today from uh, Positive Residual, who does a great job. Shout out. Uh, They have a dashboard that just has like a bunch of stats for each team and their schedule. But um, according to that site, the Bulls have the 11th easiest strength of schedule in the NBA, which is great, but it's the eighth easiest in the East. Mm. So only three teams in the top 10 uh, for easiest strength of schedule in the Western Conference. But just to kind of give some context with what that means. That's based on their win percentage from Mm -hmm. last year. So this will change throughout the course of the year based on how these teams perform. Right now, it looks like they have a relatively easy schedule, but as the season goes on, if they're playing better and their schedule goes up uh, and other teams that they're playing, you know, are struggling or or surprising, um, then that will change. But they have 13 games with more rest than their opponent, Mm -hmm. which is a very good number. They have eight games with fewer with less rest than their opponent, mm-hmm. uh, which is you know a very solid advantage for them, where they're getting more rest five more times than they have less rest. Um, and opposite of last year when they had to go to Paris, they will have the sixth fewest total miles traveled. 
So Ooh. not a lot of traveling, not a lot of time in the air, and I think that six-game six homestand game, that yeah. you talked about is mm-hmm. probably playing a big role there. And then I think the big one here is the NBA clearly doing a very good job of not only cutting down back-to-backs, but uh, making sure that they're spread pretty evenly among yeah. teams. So 10 teams play 13 back-to-backs, 11 teams play 14 back-to-backs, and nine teams play 15 back-to-backs. Mm-hmm. The Bulls are in that middle group of playing 14 total back-to-backs. So mm-hmm. like you said, I mean, I think there's not any like circus trip where they're just on the road yeah. for you know two straight weeks this year. Right. Um, it just feels like it's a little bit more of a stable schedule and hopefully that benefits a team that really needs to perform well yeah it's true all right we're going to take a break when we come back we are going to talk about the bulls on the national stage they will be there guys for quite a few games so that is very cool and also point out some key games in the schedule that will might be looking at that i'm going to be looking at as well and of course some of the other games that are going on in the nba that we want to point out and yeah give some love to that we will be watching but first of course Looking at my phone. See, I wasn't looking for the ad. I was checking these text messages. Yeah. Baby Joey is sending me alerts. And he was like, dude, didn't I tell you when Joey was coming back? And I'm telling him, like, yeah, I already told Jake he was coming back already. And he said, tell Jake, you know, this is family business. That's what he said. You know, he said, it's family business, Jake. Baby Joey is not, don't like it like that, bro. So it's all right. You cool with that? He's cool. He's cool with that. He understands. He understands, but baby Joey don't understand because he never understood because he don't get it. Why? Are these glasses so much money? Why? Why? Do you have to pay so much money to look so damn cool? He don't get it. Will don't get it. Jake don't get it. Steven don't get it. Nobody gets it. And Shady Rays didn't get it either. So they did something about it. Because they're an independent sunglasses company that offers that world-class product that's just as good as any expensive, paste, expensive pair you ever put on your beautiful face. Durable frames, extremely good optics for your outdoor and your indoor adventure. Your niece. Don't say that word. It's cute school, kids. And, of course, oh, I got that, it. Is, no, that is a great thing. Because guess what that is? The Matt Peck lost and broken replacements plan. Jake tossed the glasses oh, over the fingertips I got, I got a hand of the on goat. That. I got a hand on it. I got to catch that. Over the fingertips of the goat. That. Let's say they fell behind and they broke and they snapped. Oh, no. Well, guess what? They can still grab those glasses, put them in an envelope, send them back to Shady Rays. Guess what you're going to get? Brand new pair right on your face looking like Top Gun Maverick. That's what you're going to get. And, of course, let's say you're looking at Will right now, and you like, he looks damn cool with them glasses on. I can do the same thing. One, you can, but you can't because you can't do it in these. These are the goats. So if you got those pair and you're like, I don't look as cool, you can send in that pair and pick out a brand new pair for yourself. And as long as you do it within 30 days, Shady Waves will send that to you for free. There's no risk when you shop, and this team always has your back, y'all. So, exclusively for the listeners out there, Shady Rays is giving away that best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the promo code CHGO to get yourself 50% off of two-plus pairs of premium polarized shades. My turn or your turn? Your turn. Try it for yourself. Try it for yourself. <laughs> the Shades that are rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Because the Shady Rays, y'all, with a raise, are just oh so shady. Dave, you know the one thing I love more than Shady Rays? Oh, Will, please tell me. I don't. Eating. I love food. <sighs> Should have known this. And now that we are in the thick of summer, uh-huh. you too might be looking for some wholesome, convenient meals. I kind of am. 
to support your sunny, active days. Oh. Well, guess what, guys? Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with flavorful, nutritious, mm. ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. Oh, talk slow, go. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track reaching your nutrition goals. Mm. They've got quality, fresh, never-frozen meals that are ready in just two minutes. They're not frozen? As Steven goes to the fridge to get his factor, probably. <laughs> so all you have to do is heat them up and enjoy. Then you get back outside and soak up the warm weather. Mm. They offer delicious flavor-packed options on the menu each week to fit a variety of lifestyles. We're talking Every keto. Come on. We're talking calorie smart. We're talking vegan. We're talking veggie. Mm. We're talking protein plus. What? Guess what? They're prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians. Mm -hmm. And each meal has all the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long while meeting your goals. Amazing. I ordered a bunch of factor meals. Mm -hmm. I got the veggie ones. They had a mushroom dish. They had cacio pepe. Oh. They had a vegan chili. It was good, man. These are not messing around. Man, they not and clean. factor, if you want to head to factormeals.com slash C-H-G-O bulls mm -hmm. to get 50% off, you should go check it out. Factor.com slash C-H-G-O bulls 50 to get 50% off mm -hmm. your meals. Try it out. Try it for yourself. <laughs> this is your first time using Factor? Uh, it was, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I will be using it again because it awesome. is delicious. That's cool, man. AG1 Factor, you're just coming AG1. up out here. This I know, is all right. coming up. This is cool, man. This is all right. Well, we got a new guy right here behind ones and twos. Hello, Mr. Hey, Jake Flanagan is now holding it down with us. Yeah, I don't know if this is a factor in uh, you all purchasing Factor and, and getting into that, but my wife was already into it. Okay. And she loves it. Just, yeah, you were, you were naming some of those dishes. And she was I, doing it before we even yeah, started working. That's together. right. Yeah. She, she loves it. I tried one the other night and man, legit. It's legit. Sure. Okay. All right. Super legit. And you said your wife is the one that usually has all that cool She's stuff. She's legit. We, you know, I just try to be. <laughs> but as long as you're trying it, that means you're gonna get on down with it, man. And that's a good thing. Just like the bulls. Hey, come on. I'm, that's what I'm talking about. That's a professional back there with them headsets on, man. So you know, let's get into. The national games that the Chicago Bulls uh, will be playing. Jake, if you see that graphic there, sir, you can go ahead and toss that up if you see that. But the Bulls have seven, y'all, count them, seven national games this year. And it is awesome. Thank you very much there, Jake. Uh, November 4th, the Chicago Bulls are going to be at the Denver Nuggets on NBA TV. January 2nd, going to be at the 76ers. And that is part of that back-to-back. -back. Uh, the next game will be actually the very next day, playing against the New York Knicks at 6.30 on ESPN. And then the TNT Bulls, not quite. Not quite. But they will be on TNT playing the Toronto Raptors in Toronto. Not quite there yet, but, you know, we'll see. Almost there. We're not ready to start a new TNT Bulls <laughs> streak. Yet. I'm ready. Start it. Do you think they was ready on them games when Etwan Moore is the point guard and they still this win it? Team does Start not, it. This team does not deserve it. Run it. <laughs> so cold. Run that. February 14th, Valentine's Day. You still deserve love, Will. Even though you're cold-blooded. still deserve the love. February 14th, Bulls at the Cavaliers. ESPN is where they'll be. March 1st, they play the Bucks. 9 p.m., as we just talked about in the first segment. Why? <laughs> ESPN, man. And March 9th. That 3 p.m. game against the Clippers on NBA TV. Will, there's the one nothing thing I love more than a 3 p.m. game. <laughs> Grandpa, actually, really? no. There's a noon tip that I love more. Oh, 
there's 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 a pattern here with these games, Will, and it seems like none of them are at home for the Chicago Bulls. Everything is on the road. What's up with that? Well, I get to uh, chill here and eat some lunch and watch the game. This is true. You do and get to do then that. Then we do post game at four, and we're out of here by five. It's amazing. <laughs> Grandpa Willie, baby, he be on that. He likes them games. I like the late. I don't want 9 p.m. I don't want that. That don't work for me, man. But the good 6.30, 6, 6.30, that's, that's the perfect start time. I guarantee you I'm going to get a nasty DM from Mark <laughs> as soon as he's done watching this. Telling me, about, telling me how I need to stop complaining about 9 p.m. <laughs> tips when he's getting up at 4.30 in the morning to watch basketball games. <laughs> and he does. And, and he's, he's right. To too. And, and he's absolutely right. right. But we're American, so <laughs> we're going to complain about this because that's how we roll, man. But, yeah, it's, it is shocking and surprising to me that everything is pretty much on the road for the Bulls for these national games, man. But at the same time, I am glad that they'll actually be on the national stage and literally on all three of them, in the NBA TV, TNT, and the ESPN. So that's cool. It's interesting, but uh, I'm curious, Dave, how you feel about just the amount of national TV games that the Bulls got because okay. excluding NBA TV, which – I don't know. They they technically count that as a national game, mm-hmm. but like those don't even air on national broadcasts. Like you have to have a premium gotta have NBA cable TV. package to watch those Make games. Make sure you got NBA TV, y'all. Most people do. Most sports fans do. So aside from that, they mm-hmm. play the third fewest national TV games in the entire league. You have the Hornets, Pistons, Rockets, Pacers, Magic, Blazers, Raptors, and Wizards only have one game. Mm. So they're all... You know, they have the fewest, obviously. The Jazz have two, and the Bulls have four. And after mm. that, everybody else has five, six, up to 27 for the Lakers and 28 for the Warriors. Yeah, sounds do you feel right. like Do you feel like the Bulls are getting slandered by the NBA schedule makers? No, <laughs> not at all. This is exactly the schedule for the team that they are. This is what it should look like. You know, they're a popular, first of all, they're a popular brand, a global brand. So you got to put them on some kind of national TV level. Second of all, they're, they're a solid team from what we saw last year. And when you're a solid team with a global brand, this is what it should look like, honestly. Like, you get you a couple ESPN games, one of the big-time ones on TNT. Obviously, you're not going to get one on national ABC or nothing like that. But this is what it's supposed to look like. And if you want more, you got to win more. <laughs> That's just really that simple for the Bulls. So they've got – this is exactly what I think it should be. Well, like, I wasn't shocked by it. I probably was more shocked at the fact that it was seven. I thought it was going to be less, to be honest with you. Yeah. So could, could be the Raptors. I believe the number was 14 last year, including the NBA TV games. And including the NBA TV games this year, they have seven. So yeah. cut in half. Yeah. Yeah. And it should, I mean, you know, 40 and 42 didn't make, didn't make the, uh, the playoffs, made the postseason, but you didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, this is what it looks like. Go, go ahead, Jake. You said Toronto has one game, and it's one against the game. Bulls. Yep. <laughs> so... Yeah, but there's There's no appetite for the 9-10 playing. (laughs) I'm going to be excited to watch it. uh, Listen, I'm going to be there watching it. Drake is going to be there. I'm going to be there to watch it, bro. I'm excited for it. I feel like that's one he's probably going to skip out on. See, but he's always at a Bulls game because Damar is there. So stop your hate. (laughs) He's going to be having a podcast with Bobby Altoff. (laughs) Cut it off. Cut it off. Cut it off. Actually, no, keep it on. It makes me laugh. I like it. I like it a lot. But, yeah, but I feel like that's exactly where they are, and that's nationally what it should look like uh, for the Bulls. So let's take a look, though, uh, quick, Jake, if you, I'll give you some time. Uh, the key games for the Chicago Bulls uh, this season that I think are going to be some key games. Thank you very much, sir. They're going to be some key games for the Bulls this year. Uh, the November 4th game uh, against the Nuggets, for me, is a big one because – 
that's their first one against the defending champs. Obviously, the Bulls beat them last year and actually played them really, really, really well. Like, it wasn't a fluke win. Like, and they broke Jokic's uh, streak in that game as well. So, I don't know. if I'm, I'm sure that revenge isn't on their mind or anything like that, but playing the champs is always a key game. I think there's a real argument to be made. Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't even like how this is starting. I, I don't even like how this is starting I right can't even now. get through this. But I think there's a real <laughs> argument to be made that the DNVR Nuggets guy should be thanking us that the Bulls went into Denver and smacked the Nuggets up and down the court, mm. causing them to go on a little skid. Mm. Because if they don't, you know, have to go through some adversity and then come out the other side, get mm. their shit together, mm-hmm. and then go on a real run for the playoffs, I don't know. Maybe they, maybe they don't come out on top. So you're welcome, DNVR. You're welcome. We are you're here welcome. to help. You're here to show that love. And also, you're welcome and shout out to PHNX because that is the other national game I pointed out November 8th, like what I did there. Bulls playing the Suns. That is a big one because that is the new Bradley Bill, Kevin Durant, uh, Devin Booker squad that is put together that I'm going to be really excited to see, man. That's going to be a fun one. I can't wait. I cannot wait. I mean, we barely saw Kevin Durant and Booker play together last year. Yeah. And then now you're obviously adding Beal to the mix. Like we've talked about before, I think they did a really good job filling out the rest of their roster with role players. Mm-hmm. You got Aaron, uh, Eric Gordon, um, Keita Bates-Diop, Chemezi Metu, like just a bunch of guys that, you know, aren't going to really like catch the headlines necessarily. Mm-hmm. But I think they will make the players around them a lot better. So I think they're going to be really good if they can stay healthy. Um, very excited for both of our uh, all-city brother teams. Yeah, shout out. Sister teams. Shout out. Brother uh, teams, sister teams? I don't yeah. know. November 13th. Bulls playing the Bucks for the first time. Uh, that will be at 7. December 20th, always a key game when you're playing the Lakers. My brother likes to say, I don't care where the Lakers are. They are always the measuring stick when you're playing against a team to find out who you are and where your team is. He's like, I don't care what the Lakers record is. Well, we expect the Lakers to be pretty good this season. Yeah, so, they're, they're in an interesting boat because obviously they made the conference finals last year, but they really only changed into that team that got that far after the trade deadline, after yeah. they moved Westbrook, uh, moved on from Patrick Beverly, yeah. and brought in uh, Jared Vanderbilt and Malik Beasley and D'Angelo Russell, and kind of handed the ball over to Austin Reeves, and just kind of became that team that was really physically dominant, uh, that beat the Warriors in the second round, that made it to the conference finals. Mm-hmm. So to see them for a whole season, I think is going to be really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, LeBron's going to be like, 49 years old, I think. So we'll see how much longer he's able to hang on. But you're right. I think the Lakers, I mean, certainly one of the better teams in the league this year. And I think that's really, I mean, I kind of mentioned it with the lack of teams that are going for the bottom. I think there is a lot of parity at the top. And I think that just means that there's going to be, all these games are going to be super competitive. Very competitive. Uh, December 21st, it is the first game against Victor Wimbenyama. He will be showing up here at the UC. Obviously, that's going to be packed. Congratulations, because my man will be in the building for that, and I'm very happy for you. Very excited. Yes, if it's anything really like cool. the Summer League game oh, where he goodness. was in the building, yeah. it's going to be electric. Electric. Yes, the vibes are electric. Will Wimby's jumper be in the building that night? Oh, talk your we'll shit, see. Jake. Talk it. We shall see. It wasn't in Summer League. Talk your shit. I'm so excited about the Spurs, though. Like, they've I like got, Jake talking this mess. They've <laughs> got such a great young core. Obviously, Wemby, but yeah. Jeremy Sohan, we love. Devin Vassell, we love. Um, Malachi Branham, I think, is going to be good. Mm. They've got a ton of draft picks from the Hawks. They've got the Bulls pick mm. in 2025. So they are just going to be set for the 2020s and 2030s. Yeah, we'll see how it works out for them. Uh, January 3rd, 
the Knicks. That's the first game against the New, New York. York Knicks. And that will also be, as I stated earlier, a nationally televised game. Uh, Colin says, I'm late. Did you mention three of the last six games of the season are against the Knicks? So weird. That might be fun. And I think you're absolutely right. And that's why I pointed out that first one was because going three out of the last six, it might that might be coming down to, honestly, those two teams, you know, battling out for some playoff position, you know, because they're kind of like that. Like, obviously, I wouldn't be surprised if the Knicks go from anywhere from, like, a third seed to a sixth seed, to be honest with you. Like, they could get better because of the moves they made, you know, bringing, you know, the whole uh, national championship team back together. It could be a better move for them. Or it could be, you know, your third-year Tibbs, you know. Wildcats. (laughs) (laughs) Them them things right there start singing a little bit. You know what I mean? So it could be like that. But I feel like that, that is interesting. When the Bulls play the Knicks, it's always a thing, you know? It is. I think it's similar to what you mentioned with the Lakers. Yeah. And I think you're right. I mean, we talked about it at the top of the league with, you know, just so many teams that are really stacked and going for it all. Mm-hmm. You've got not a lot of teams at the bottom, but you do have a lot of, like, the middle class of the NBA is pretty big. And I think the Bulls and Knicks fit into, obviously, different tiers within that middle class. But yeah. they're both in that same category. And I think the Bulls could certainly – make a push to try to compete with them. But, man, the Knicks were really good last year. They were. Julius Randle bounced back from not such a great season to have mm-hmm. an all-NBA caliber season. Jalen mm-hmm. Brunson, obviously, same deal. And I, I do not think that team is going to roll over whatsoever. And, obviously, no. I think there's always a little something extra with Tibbs uh, across the across the lines there. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, he, he don't forget. You know, it means something to him every time he plays the Bulls, bro. Never he, understood. Never understood. He's trying never to win understood. out there, man. Uh and there's one game I didn't list that that I want to point out because I will definitely be watching. And you might not think of it like this, but the Pistons, like when they play that first game against Detroit, because if it's a team that and, and I know you love your young teams, Will. If it's oh, yeah. a young team that I really look at and I'm like, uh oh, it's honestly Detroit. And it's mainly because they got my guy Thompson over there, man. That dude is a dog. All right. And he can play. And he's all, just hearing him talk and say, I don't care about no other teams out here. I care about the Pistons. I hear him say that kind of stuff. You know that's up my alley, bro. That's my kind of shit. The Wonder is out there, y'all. Shirtless Wonder just went back inside. Why ain't Steven talk to him? Steven had an opportunity. He's too busy eating, man. Yes, he, he is. is. He's focused. <laughs> no, he ain't even paying attention. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get on Steven when he get back in here. But you mentioned the Pistons as your that's the, team to watch. That's the one I'm watching, bro, because that every time I play, the, I, I'm, I dread it. And last year they got Jalen Hardy. I didn't want them to get Jalen Hardy. I love Jalen Hardy, so I dreaded that. And now you got Thompson combined with that. Casey is a great coach. You know, I love the moves that they've made and the young guys they're compiling there. We'll see what Bagley does. I'm not saying he's going to be an all-star, but he might be a little Wiseman. bit better. They've you know got, what I mean? They've got young Why, right, getting Wiseman. They've got 18 centers on their roster, right. but they do have young talent. <laughs> So Kate, we'll see how Kate it goes. Kate is obviously yeah. going to be that guy. But for me, that young team that I think is really going to take a leap this year is the Pacers. Mm. And they play uh, the Pistons, their third game of the season in Detroit, and then their fourth game of the season mm-hmm. in Indiana. So we'll get a chance to see both of those young up-and-coming up young teams yeah. early on. Okay. Should be fun, man. And we'll be talking more Bulls stuff. And we'll be talking it live, y'all, because guess what we're going to be? We are going to be at Bulls. Fest, ladies and gentlemen. We shall be there Saturday the 19th. The CHGO crew will be in the building. Myself, Matt, 
this handsome gentleman over here. We will all be there, man. It will be interviews going on. There will be wonderful guests. Who are we talking guests. to? Oh, we'll be talking to some guys like Javon Carter. We'll have a little conversation with. And, of course, Mark Eversley we will have on the show. It's probably the biggest guest, two biggest guests we probably had. You yeah. know, and, oh, of course, Ayo. How can I forget Ayo? Ayo's a huge guest every time he comes on here. So, But, yes, man, those are awesome guests that we have. We're going to have some Bulls trivia. We're going to have some prizes to give away. So come on, guys. Come on out. Check us out. Give us some hugs. Give us some high fives. Share some laughs. Share some tears. However you want to do it, come do it at Bulls Fest, man. It is going to be an amazing, awesome time. And, honestly, I can't wait to see this, Will. I was mad that we couldn't go last year because of falling around Labor Day and things like that. But, like they said, they heard us. <laughs> they moved it up to a time where everybody could be there, and it should be a fun time, man. I think the Bulls are just really making an effort from, like, an organizational standpoint on the business side to make this event as cool and as big and as exciting as possible for the fans, mm -hmm. to bring the community together of people who love basketball, who love yeah. the Bulls, and to have, like, really cool pickup basketball games, yes. have a giant tournament, have a dunk contest and a three-point contest, three point, yeah. and to have – uh, their favorite Bulls podcasters come do a show. So uh, very, very cool thing that the Bulls are putting together. It's only going to get better year after year, yeah. but we are certainly very excited to be there. Very excited, man. And shout out to them also for hooking us up with the swag. You see the shirts. You see the ball. Did you see the jersey? The official Bulls I did see jersey? It. I did see it. Damn. That thing is fresh, yo. Like, it's something about that blue on the Bulls. I've been saying it since they went to the I really that want them to do a time. jersey just like this shirt. Oh, the tie-dye one? A tie-dye with that. With the okay. way that that's scripted, I love it. I think Jake would wear that, bro, like immediately. I love it. I think you put that on immediately and look fly in it, too. I like this. All right, we're going to take another break, man. When we come back, we want to talk. Well, he's on a five now, ladies and gentlemen. Will Gottlieb, as heated as you probably ever see him, <laughs> talking about Zach Levine and where he ranks as far as tears are concerned, according to The Athletic. We will get into that. But first... Sunnyside Dispensary. All right. You want to chill out. You want to relax. You know, your day is stressful enough. Well, why don't you decompress and lose some of that stress, that rhyme, with Sunnyside Dispensary. It is your home for the judgment-free cannabis shopping, a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high-quality products and hydroponics in the city. Sunnyside has everything you're going to need to elevate your summer, your winter, your fall, and your spring. It's your one-stop shop for all your cannabis needs, no matter where you are in your cannabis journey. Easy online ordering and in-store pickup. Great transparent loyalty programs, which is called Sunnyside Rewards, y'all. And, of course, they got so many options of things you can choose from. The Mindy's, which are the best-tasting gummies, which they got for real James Beard winning chefs to make, which is just mind-blowing to me. They got the good news, which is Matt Peck's favorite. He likes to take them, sometimes cut them in half. Take some then, then take the other half later. That's how he gets down, man. You can do whatever you want, y'all. They got the high supply. You know, they got the wonder, which I'm probably giving my guy out there, shirtless wonder and everything, man. But they got so many things for you all to choose from. And through August, head to sunnyside.shop and use the code CHGO25 and check out for 25% off your total order. That is 25% off your total order. One use per customer, not stackable with other promotions. That's not just for new customers, though, y'all. If you're always there and you're seeing this for the first time, 
and you always use Sunnyside, you can still use this promo right here. 25% off just because we love your face. Hook yourself up. Pick up everything you need to elevate your summer. Must be 21 and over or an Illinois med card holder. Sunnyside Dispensary. Get on down. Get on down. Get on down. That's how we roll, Will. Get on down. Now, also, I, I want to talk about this also. I mean, like I say all the time, we're talking about diehards. You know, why it's so easy and why it's, we know why it's cool, you know, to be a diehard. You know, you get the podcast, live shows every day. You get the post-game shows, the premium ring content by this guy over here at allchgo.com and a bunch of other amazing writers. Shout out to our guy, Vinny Duber. Shout out to Ryan. Shout out to Jay. The premium dope merch for all the teams. As you can see, I got some of it on right now. Check me out. With the flavors. You liking that one? You like Steven's Fellow me on that? It's a good looking shirt. Thank you, sir. It is. It's pretty damn flavorful. Yes. And a free shirt. You can get a free one, y'all, when you become a member. And of course, the members only Discord, which is the CHGO Lounge. But on top of all that, y'all, let me tell you about the CHGO Kickoff Classic at Cog Hill. Oh, August 25th, 9 a.m. Shotgun. I'm glad I know what that means now. I'm very excited that I know what that means. 18 holes with a cart. Exclusive CHGO pins and aces golf towel for all the players. Hole contests, giveaways and prizes, lunch, drinks, and ceremony after the round. But if you're a diehard, which is the most important thing about this, guys, why you should be a member, you get the diehard discount. You get all of this at a discount. So sign up, become a diehard. Come hang out, watch Steven win the whole thing, and watch me just be on the golf court, golf uh, cart, having a good time chilling, because that's exactly what I'm going to be on, man. But come on, hang out with us, man. Should be a wonderful, fun time. Go sign up to be a diehard, dot. So, Will, you brought this to my attention. <laughs> Something you wanted to talk about and, and show me. Um, the Athletic put out... What do I, I guess it's not new. I believe they've done it for four years, if I'm not mistaken, that I read. Yes, the fourth annual NBA Players Tier Project with Seth Partnow names the top 125 players in the league after each season and then separates them into five distinct categories of value, each with their own subcategories to further delineate them. They're not meant to read as, you know, a, a – you know, one to 125 player rankings or anything like that, but they're meant to separate solid starters from the very best superstars and every level in betwixt. All right. This is how NBA, you know, front offices assess players and values and things like that. So with these tiers that they had, obviously they had a tier one, tier two, tier three, tier four, and a tier five. There was one player for the Chicago Bulls who ended up in a tier that was a little surprising. And that was one Zachary Attackery. He ended up in the fourth tier. Of, was that numbers over impact? If you could show that for me uh, right there, please, Steven, sir. And take a look at what they have young Zachary Levine in. And, and it reads this way. In general, I'm less enamored with guys who profile as moderately efficient scorers without offering much else. While this doesn't perfectly fit this group of players, especially in the case of Levine, who possibly deserves to be higher, but four playoff games in nine years, the last five of which seen him operate as a, pri as a primary option, certainly raises questions about his overall impact. 
Well, that's one thing. And he goes on to say, I want to continue what he's saying. If you go to the next one for me, please, sir. I want to go on to say, would Levine be a difference maker as the third or fourth option on the team? Maybe, probably. But unlike Wiggins or Gordon, we haven't seen it. And given his salary, we are unlikely to do so. And I'd rather have someone else pay to find out if he can. Slap. That is a diss, ladies and gents. It was the fact, and, and it didn't bother me on the tier four until I looked at the players in that same kind of tier with it. Well, well, wait. I mean, because I think that's, up. that's a big question right there. <laughs> tier four. I mean, that was, uh, I believe, players ranked between 67 and 80. Mm-hmm. So, to me, even before you think about the other players in that group, mm-hmm. is there any, like, you could even be low on Zach Levine. Sure. Is there any world where he is between the 67th and 80th best player in the league? I can't see it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see it. It and reminds me of that Stephen A. Smith line where he just is like, hoodwinked, bamboozled, <laughs> led astray, run, run amok. amok. Shout out Malcolm X. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, man. It's just. It's, and it's, it's a little weird. It's a, and, and the fact that they acknowledge it. And say, like, maybe he shouldn't even be here. You know, I don't know. Maybe this guy's in the place that he shouldn't be. Like, if any name on that list of players that I was looking at stood out, like, why is he here? It was Zach Levine. Like, the only time, like, Jeremy Grant, Tyler Hero, uh, Bogdanovich, DeAndre Ayton, and John Collins. Like, and I'm not saying this to be disrespectful because Tyler Hero is nice. He's got some hardware to say, hey, I was a good dude off the bench. You know what I mean? But these are like bench guys, man, except for DeAndre Ayton, who doesn't want to play. You he's know, a, He's a fourth guy. He's a fourth he's guy. He's grouping him with fourth stars. Yes. The only time you would hear me put these guys together is when I'm making an order for food. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, John, Zach, DeAndre, what y'all want to eat? That's the only time I'm putting these guys together in something like that. He doesn't belong in this category with these guys, man. How many 50, 40, 80 seasons he got to have? Well, the other thing is, like, if you think about – Okay, he's putting him in a, in a category with other fourth best players on their team. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're a team with Zach Levine as your fourth best player, contracts <laughs> independent. You're like, a beast. you are better. You are a better team than any team that has those guys as your fourth best. Player. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. No, you're a really awesome basketball team if Zach is number four. First of all, you're a good team with him as as your two. We always talk about Zach being a number two and being like, oh, man, if Zach's number two on your team, your team might have championship aspirations if he's just your number two. We talking about him being number four? Dude, we running stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, we are running things out here, man. Like, it's it shouldn't be there. I, I do like the fact they acknowledge, like, maybe he shouldn't be here, and we're kind of basing it just off of the winning of Zach Levine, which, I, without a doubt, there hasn't been a lot of since he's been here with the Chicago Bulls. We all remember, you know, the when I told you that he didn't win four games in his row in his in his old NBA career up until uh, the previous year when Lonzo Ball got here. They won the first four games of the season. That was the first time he had done that. So it's a little surprising. I I can't say that I get it, but I do like the fact that they acknowledge it and say maybe he shouldn't be on this list, but this is kind of why he is. Yeah, and I look, Seth is obviously really really smart guy. He worked in. The Milwaukee Bucks front office. Right, like, he knows right. what he's talking about. Not a dummy. Um, but I think it's another case of the, I just don't like him that much, <laughs> so I'm going to downgrade him even further. I'm like, I I think Zach is really good. I'm not, like, the biggest Zach Levine fan in right, the world. Right. But this is just, like, egregious. Um, 
And to say that he belongs in a group with like fourth options mm. is just insane to me. Like any knock that you have on him, and there are some that are legitimate, but like to say that he's an empty calorie scorer guy, I just like how much longer are we gonna have to deal with this? Like I thought I thought this was over. He's two time all star. Last year, after the trade deadline, Zach Levine averaged twenty seven points, three and a half rebounds, four and a half assists, while shooting fifty three 40, 88. Okay. He had a 22 assist percentage to nine and a half turnover percentage. So he was distributing at a really high level without turning the ball over. The Bulls were plus seven points per 100 possessions with him on the court. And over that time, they won 60% of their games. Like guys who are empty calorie scorers don't do that. And I know the Bulls have been bad. And I know Zach Levine has been like in a lot of situations the best player on a team that has not performed super well. Mm -hmm. But so much of that is just not on him. And I agree he's probably not the best player on a great team. But this whole, like, he's only been to the playoffs once, he, it's just, it's so, it's so lame. It's like such a basic criticism. It's lazy. And mm. I think it's for people who just haven't actually watched him all that much and just don't like it. Mm. I can't go against anything with that right I there. feel like... Do you guys think any of this would be said if not for him signing the contract that he signed? I think this is just I do like, think, oh. So I do I think, think so. part of it is contract related. And that's what he's saying at the end. Like, I wouldn't want to pay, I wouldn't want a $40 million a year contract to be my third or fourth option. I get that. But that's just kind of like the way that the NBA is going. And I think a lot of times we get so stuck in like player assigned dollar value and it just completely lacks all context. Like the Bulls had no choice but to give Zach a max contract. They should have done it because he was playing at that level. Obviously, he's like had injuries, but he played 77 games last year. That's a lot, bro. Um, I just, yeah. And you just, you don't put up that kind of efficient scoring, that kind of like playmaking and lack of turnovers. And I just, I just think it's so lazy. Yeah, yeah, I do too. But I think you hit it on the head when you say it. it's more so guys who are not watching, you know. And, and again, this is where the nationally televised thing comes into play. So the only time you get to see him is that. And since you don't see him so often, you know, it's like, oh, well, he had a bad game on that. He must be bad. And then the next game when we're watching him, he drops like 45. You know what I mean? So it doesn't really mean anything. Like it helps that, you know, he now has that recognition because of being with Clutch Sports. So, you know, you see him more, you know, on commercials and things. That helps. It also helps him, you know, winning all-star games. Or I shouldn't say winning all, but being in all-star games. That also helps, you know what I'm saying, you, you know, when it comes to stuff like this. But what's truly going to help and will, will, will always forever end this shit is winning. <laughs> like, it's really, really, I think that's, that's it. It's winning for this, man. He, he's at a level for me, bro, where he has, it's the only thing left where I can completely remove you know, what, whatever the veil is over someone's eyes. Because right now, that's the one thing they can stand and hide behind. So once that gets removed, then it's plenty of shit to talk, you know, where you can't say anything. Well, I'm just like, well, you don't know what the hell you're talking about because he's winning games here playing in this style in this fashion. And that's a challenge that I would have for Zach this year is like, to me, and I think to Bulls fans, like, you can – you can have pro you can have criticisms of of Zach and the way that he plays, um, and I think you know whatever that's justified. Yeah, sure. But like 
for Zach, I think he's done enough to prove that he is an elite scorer. Yeah. You know, there are other areas of his game that he needs to work on. I think he still has a reputation of being like a bad defender for some reason. Mm. And he's not great, but he's not terrible. I think he has a reputation of being like a ba bad decision maker. And I think he's not great, but he's not as bad as people think. Right. Um, but to me, it's like, at this point, how do you change your game to where you are putting the team in the best position mm. to win? And I think for stretches of last year and certainly like before the Demar Vooch era, it was like, I'm going to just be Zach Levine right. and like dominate the ball bulldoze. and just bulldoze my way to the basket and do everything that I need to do because me scoring is the best chance that we have to score. And I don't think that's the case anymore. There's enough talent on this team for Zach to adjust his game uh, to be more of not like a secondary player, but a player who can be a better secondary option, who's not just dependent on having the ball in his hands. Mm -hmm. And I think at a certain point, Zach needs to be excited about taking on that challenge because yes. that's a different challenge. And I think ultimately, like, the respect that I know he wants is going to come from earning wins. And, like, that I think is how you get there, to be able to adjust. And I think he has done a lot of that playing alongside DeMar. I think he can always get better at it as the Bulls, like, continue on this push for continuity. But I, I really think Zach is capable of being, like, one of the best secondary guys in the league who has also potential to be a very, very formidable primary guy when he yeah. needs to be. But I just don't, I don't think that the Bulls offense has been set up in a way that allows him to prove that he can do all those things. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Cameron, I, I agree. That's a great point you're making. feel like it's a perfect opportunity for him to take his hand to a superstar level, for him to be that guy that would be 45 plus wins in my opinion. I think it's also postseason success. I think it's postseason. You We've know what seen I mean? him win 45 yeah. games. It's that postseason, bro. It's postseason. Yeah, it's got to be that. Also on this list, uh, Caruso was also listed as 67 and 80 through 80 on this list. DeMar DeRozan, 34 through 39. And Vooch, 81 through 125. Those three, I think, are pretty correct. <laughs> yeah, it kind of depends on where in that range they fall. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know how you could have Zach that much worse than Damar. Like, Damar's better. He's I better, think. yeah. But, but it's like, not that big of a gap. 35 yeah. to 80? I mean, <laughs> I just think that's silly. It's yeah. just silly. I'm with you, Goat. I'm with you on this, man. Oh, Goat at a five might be my favorite Goat of all time, ladies and gentlemen. Thank y'all for joining us. Thank y'all for hanging out with us, man. This was so much fun to do. Goat, you're officially off the hook. You have done a whole week of shows with just me here, sir. I'm very proud it's of you. It's been great. I'm very proud it's of you. It's been great. <laughs> but you got more to do. You got a show coming up tomorrow. We got a show tomorrow guy. with Mark. Mm -hmm. Locked in. Mm -hmm. Ready to rock. It's going to be fun, man. Shout out Mark K out there, man. Maybe he's going to have on something different this time as well, man. Maybe. We'll see. But that man looks smooth dressed up in Slash. I promise you that. Slash. Slash. Thank y'all for enjoying what we do. Thank y'all for hanging out with us, man. Thanks to our guy Steven on the ones and twos for running the gauntlet today, doing what he does best, and that is produce and eat food as well. <laughs> Shout out to him, man. Shout out to all y'all in the comments. Make sure you check out the show tomorrow, y'all, and come check us out at Bulls Fest if you're going to be around. Come to Bulls Fest. Hang out with us Saturday the 19th, y'all, of this month. Come hang out. We out. Matt, we'll see you soon, bro.
Peace and love, y'all. We gone.